Hello, lovely friends, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. My name is Luke Gerlach, and I'm from Theta, and welcome to Confession 120. We're answering this question, how are we celebrating student voice through agency? So I've taken a bit of a hiatus from this podcast due to some personal health issues and my crazy work schedule. And this truly is my ultimate passion project. So I'm glad to be back. I'm sharing my ideas. And when I'm not sharing with you, it means that I'm really off balance and need to calibrate again. So I'm glad to be back creating again. I'm super pumped to create um, and follow through with this notion of a PYP classroom success criteria. It's more than just the walls, but the feeling um, that's within the classroom itself. And this can be demonstrated in so many ways uh, from choices to uh, that we make to materials that are provided. So the key question for this episode is how are we celebrating student voice through agency? And as previous episodes, I've been connecting to ideas posed by others on social media to help me craft my message. And this episode is definitely no exception. My friend Narali Parikh, um, who's has been a transitional um, kindergarten teacher at Creation Village World School in Celebration, Florida, she posed the first question, does the student have a voice? And the simple question sparks much debate. As I'm thinking about the learning environment, is there voice in how the classroom is designed and operated? This really makes me think back to our prior episodes of how the learning space is designed. Is it inclusive in nature and all learners represented there? And I've had the privilege of actually visiting Narali's classroom and there's evidence of learning voice in everything she does. The wall displays are driven by learner thinking. The use of resources is determined by um, her learners, such as they're creating a classroom store. What's that gonna look like? How how are the materials gonna be organized and so forth? And thinking about the physical layout, there are materials from within and beyond the classroom that are used as loose parts. And learners are negotiating how, what, and when products are created. And it's a truly a magical space. And I really enjoy how she turns a lot of um, the decision-making over to her learners. For some, it might feel like it's very chaotic. And it can be at times if we don't know where our objective is. And so how do we find the balance between? That's a very good question. Now, Emmanuel uh, Zarai, he's a PYP home uh, room cl- uh, teacher at the International School of Stockholm Region, ISSR, um, posed uh, a thought of um, sh- sharing about um, celebrating learning and agency. And when I was thinking about this, this made me... Um, connect to how are we celebrating um, agency with the learning process? Do we ever have learners step back and examine their work through the lens of agency? Oftentimes, we assess based on achievement, which is definitely necessary. But imagine how learning would feel if we celebrated the small moments that learners took a risk in, in the process by demonstrating agency. 
These milestone moments could help them overcome doubts and fears about their abilities as compared to their peers. Because that happens all the time. We know this. When students are constantly comparing their work to others and instead looking at it from the lens of, hmm, how did you demonstrate agency when learning? What were some of the skills that you had to have in order to make this happen? And when I'm thinking about that, how are we then getting parents involved in person or virtually to celebrate completing this learning journey? Imagine if learning portfolios were reshaped to define the moments that I demonstrated authentic agency and the skills that were required to make it happen rather than did I like it? How did it make me grow? That's equally important, but it's more specific. And now we're supporting also metacognitive thinking, right? Where we're getting students to really reflect on how did you demonstrate that agency? Now, I wouldn't be able to move forward without the work of Tanya Gilchrist. Now, if you have been on social media, you know about Tanya's work as an independent educational consultant and also a PYP chat um, host extraordinaire. She posted um, a meme with four questions. Um, and it says four questions when co-creating an agentic ecology. And so I want to pose each question and unpack how might we might explore it um, because I think that's equally valuable. So one of the questions that she posed is how might you act and feel if you spent your days in this place? That's a very profound question. Um, looking at if you're currently in your space or about to create your space, how might you act and feel as a learner if you spent your days in that place? And imagine if all spaces were designed with this question in mind. Imagine how you would act in the space and how you would feel. It changes the dynamic of what am I going to learn to how I feel while learning it. That's different. And everyone has their own ideas of how they act and feel in a space. To some, it's all about the physical space and how it makes you act and feel. While others, it's about the classroom culture and how the learner will act and feel within the community. No matter our interpretation, it's about making a space where all learners are able to feel completely free of judgment and act according to their own ideas, thoughts, and value systems. As a trainer, I regularly begin the workshop with redesigning the learning space with my participants that best fits their needs. I think, you know, I might begin with this question in mind to allow them to interpret what it means for them. And of course, attribute uh, Tanya's uh, awesomeness. So now let's go to the next question. What does this environment tell um, you the community values? And as learners, young and old, or older, um, engage with the environment, how are they expressing the community values? When I consider this uh, question, I naturally go towards the language that is being used. In a recent encounter, I was reminded that the words we use show how our thinking has a great impact on achievement or outcome. When we use language that's not optimal towards growth, we tend to achieve at that rate. 
For example, instead of saying, I feel tired after learning math, we change the language to, I've used a lot of brain space today while learning math. This simple change um, exemplifies this positivity um, when we're tired, right? And that language really does change the outcome of, oh, I'll give you another example. Oh, you know, this uh, project really challenged me and really um, made me think deeply, which is great. Flipping it of while learning, I took a lot of risks and I showed a lot of critical and creative thinking when I came up with new ideas that were unexpected and made um, connections to ideas that I hadn't considered before. Now it's a little bit more specific and it's more targeted towards um, something that I can quantify, right? And something that's also uh, telling is how people engage with each other. Is the language of the learner profile attributes a poster on the wall or is it something we use daily to describe our thoughts, ideas, and values? As I've been breaking down the definitions of the attributes into workshops, it's helped me to see the various ways I can apply the attributes to my thinking and doing. And this reminds me of the community values. How does our community value the language of the learner profile? So let's take a step back and think about what does your community value? Do, does it value bright displays of student work or the student thinking? Because that's completely different. Now let's go on to the third question that Tanya poses. What does this environment tell you the community expects from you? This question really made me stop myself in my tracks. The environment does speak to what the community thinks you are capable of achieving and what does it value, right? When we see a lot of authentic learner work, it shares the message that we value learner agency and personal inquiry. Conversely, when we see teacher replicated work, samples of good work on a bulletin board, it tells us the community wants learners to follow the guide of the teacher and to talk, not take any risks because we're replicating processes that the teacher has outlined. There's no diversity or differentiation. Having taught within both communities, it's all about what the community expects of the educator and the learner. So what does your community expect from your learning environment? Do you, as the educator, have freedom to create based on your learner needs, even within a PYP school? Are there baseline requirements, but delivery is up to you? This will greatly impact how you teach and how your learners learn. Something to think about. And the last question is, what in this environment helps you to focus and be an intentional decision maker? Everyone has their focus that helps them to become an intentional decision maker in their environment. For me, it's all about space design. When environments are designed for learner independence, such as labeling the with pictures, bins and cabinets, um, they're placed at learner height so they can access them independently. And it also, um, 
like-minded materials are together so learners can connect how they might be used in a variety of ways and so forth. It creates a space where learners can take risks and demonstrate their authentic talents, their capabilities, and their curiosities. They are free to use the materials as they like to showcase their thinking at one point in time. Beyond space design and materials, learners are frequently positioned to make decisions through open-ended tasks where they are challenged to use their critical and creative thinking to present possible solutions and alternatives. They collaborate with their group to examine possible options and their implications. Because there's always implications for choices, but are the implications that we can live with. This process sparks personal and shared inquiries. Learners take their ideas and shape them into potential inquiries uh, that they would like to explore further. We know that this is the process where they investigate possibilities, examine their ideas um, from others, and make conclusions at a point in time, since more learning might alter present-day ideas. This process helps learners to make decisions about certain processes, their thinking, and their ways of being. Being a decision maker puts learners into the doing of learning rather than receiving of it. The environment supports this way of learning by providing space for alternative viewpoints and ways of processing and doing. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach that we often see in traditional learning environments yet it needs the same curricular outcomes. And so as we're thinking about how are we celebrating um, student voice through agency, what are you putting into place that's promoting this? It can be small and simple, but as many of us are heading back into um, school, um, according to the North American calendar even, if you are, let's say, in Costa Rica, um, shout out to my friends at Lincoln School that I met this last week. Thinking about this, how are we going to shape um, an environment that promotes student voice and agency? This is super important because um, the decisions we make impacts the decisions learners make. And this also is impacted by our school community, the decisions they make of how do they think um, and feel about student agency and what are their values that make that happen. So thank you for joining me for another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm excited to um, share new ideas about um, creating a PYP um, classroom success criteria. There's so many viewpoints on this. And it's not always, once again, what we tangibly see. Um, we began with some things that we tangibly see, and now we're going into uh, places and spaces where it's more um, how we feel and the language that we use to bring about um, more independence and creating a community culture that truly speaks to the nature of the PYP. Have a wonderful day, my friends.